Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bi-weekly on the program, Scoop B, Brandon Robinson. You can follow him on Twitter, at Scoop B on Twitter. He's an NBA savant, and also you can find him on all kinds of networks, Scoop B uh, Radio as well. Let's welcome in uh, Brandon, my man. How are you? Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Gentlemen, how are you? Uh, Fantastic. And uh, let's start things off. I kind of want to go back before we go forward. Uh, Last weekend, uh, Carmelo Anthony made his triumphant return to Madison Square Garden. He ended up getting a a warm ovation uh, from the team and the fans and everything else. Uh, That seemed to be somewhat surprising. I wasn't really sure what the reaction was. Were you surprised as a New Yorker uh, about the reaction and ovation uh, that the fans gave him? No, I wasn't really surprised. Uh, it's been six and a half years to seven years with the Knicks. Um, one playoff <clears throat> appearance and, you know, memories as, as far as the 61 or 62 point game, uh, that he, that he uh, played and, and scored uh, those points and most points scored by Knicks since Bernard King. Um, it wasn't all bad. I mean, if, if, if anything, uh, despite the Knicks struggling at times, uh, with Carmelo there, Phil Jackson kind of made him, uh, <laughs> look like a hero just because of all of the turmoil that was going on within that organization. Um, a guy that was born in Brooklyn, spent his early years there, and uh, then moved to Baltimore and you know started Towson Prep, Towson Catholic before going to uh, uh, Oak Hill Academy. I mean, listen, Carmelo Anthony um, was the best uh, superstar that the Knicks had. Uh, since uh, Patrick Ewing, you know, I mean, Spreewell, there was an excitement when he came, but, um, you know, obviously they went to the finals with Spreewell there, but Carmelo Anthony is not a bad guy. I think he got a bad rap uh, from guys like Phil Jackson. And to be honest with you, there were some boos, but I, I think that's just Knicks fans being Knicks fans. It was great to see that tribute. And um, unfortunately, the, the Thunder didn't get the win at home, uh, away against the Knicks, but they got the first win uh, and drew first blood opening week. So happy Carmelo came, and, um, you know, it, it's a longer season ahead. Okay, I'm going to switch topics, and I and I, um, I really don't want to do this because I'm going to throw a log on a fire that uh, already is raging beyond uh, understanding as far as I'm concerned. But 
Lonzo Ball, there it is, Lonzo Ball, not Lonzo, the father, LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball, Mm -hmm. has made some noise that he wants to start a league for high school kids to come right out of right out of high school, bypass college, then his league will funnel them into the NBA or overseas or whatever. Uh, he's got four towns already on his in his league, so to speak, and he's going to play in NBA arenas, and you read all about it. So the question I, I have is, uh, what? Well, you know, what? That's my question. What? <laughs> well, I think when you look at um, what he is doing, um, it's, there's no one answer. Um, I think that I'll tell you like this. When I look at what LeVar is doing, it reminds me a lot of Sonny Vaccaro. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, what'd you say? I didn't say anything. No. No, no, nothing. I think, I think Sonny Vaccaro has often challenged or bucked the NCAA system. And by that, I mean this. You look at Ed O'Bannon suing EA Sports. Um, for likenesses. Um, you look at Brandon Jennings um, leaving you know, Oak Hill Academy, going to Arizona. Uh, part of it was grades, but you also saw him, advi- you know, you saw him advise him to go and play in Italy and play for Virtus Roma. And similarly with Jeremy Tyler leaving after his junior year um, and going and playing overseas. Um, Jeremy Tyler, it didn't work out. Um, I think every generation you learn from certain mistakes. I think in the case of LaVar Ball, um, you look at acting. You look at guys who Leonardo DiCaprio starting in his teeth. Um, you look at um, other actors or actresses who uh, make the decision that they don't want to go to school. They, they, they want to you know, pursue their career. I think in theory, um, LaVar has a good heart. I also think that LaVar cares a lot about his sons. Um, I just think that LeVar is the type of guy who wanted to be the star who didn't necessarily get that opportunity in high school or college, and so he's doing it now. But I also do think um, that if colleges care so much about students, um, maybe they would pay them. I am of the belief that that high school students, or excuse me, that college students should be paid. Um, And and I think that the the billions of dollars that they make – and 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 those respective schools doesn't equate to the scholarships that they're getting. Um, as it relates to Levar Ball, I think that um, his idea is okay. The one and done system. Why not make some money while you're there? Am I a Levar apologist? No, but I get what he's doing. It just seems that he is taking the opportunity of his son getting arrested in China um, and and basically um, running with it. And I think that. His timing is right, but I think that a lot of people want him to fall because he's loud. And when you're loud and when you're not depending on the system to help you, you're doing it in an unconventional way, it, it, it perplexes people. Are there, enough, I, are there enough candidates? And maybe, and I'm looking for knowledge here. I'm not, I'm not, are there enough candidates? Are there enough high school kids who say, okay, I'll go to that league and I'll bypass, you know, conventions because I think this will serve very well. Do you have enough to flesh out a league? That's a great question. I think that when you look at high school players who um, go to the next level in college, um, they don't need a LeVar Ball system. So, it, so it, it, it makes you wonder, okay, are these guys like a Jeremy Tyler? Who, And I use that example because I feel like if he had had that opportunity back then, 
maybe the the European experience may have not have have um, been in, been an option back then. He could have played for Lavar. I think it's it's one of those things where are we looking at a guy who's a, who's a who's a twelve man that thinks that he could kind of use it like a D league system and get on because he doesn't think he's going to get playing time in college. You know, is it is it one of those things where? Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly do not know. It, it's, 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 it is, um, I used this expression on Twitter this morning. It is a horse with zebra colors. Um, it's something we've never heard of before. Um, but I think that the $10,000 uh, a month thing is what probably intrigues a lot of people. Sometimes fast money is not always good money. Mm. Now, let me ask you, we had the XFL, and, you know, that, that fell down. What would it be if you were to put the odds on this? It's got a 10% chance, a 50% chance, 30, 60, 80. What, what percent chance would you put on this thing ever amounting to anything beyond XFL stuff where you do it for a year and it just collapses? You know, I had that conversation um, as it related to the big three. Um, people were saying, is it the next XFL? Um, at least with the XFL, Vince McMahon had the WWE, which was a you know something that was successful. Um, Lavar Ball and, and, and his league—it's something that we've never seen. Um, I, I don't like to um, put down him, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I can't really say it's going to be successful because I've never seen a, a president. But what I will say is that I, I look at uh, the big baller brand and how he's built it against. Um, all odds. You know, Nike, he wanted a ton of money. M- most people who create things are crazy. Um, you know, you look at Diddy. Did, people laughed at him when he said that he wanted to take ownership of the Carolina Panthers. Um, but I've seen him put together successful bad boy records. I've seen him promote guys like Mace, promote guys like the Notorious B.I.G. and other things. There's a president. With LeVar Ball, he's still very new. Um, I'd like to see him successful. I'd like to see him um, exceed all expectations as an entrepreneur. Um, I'll give him a 50-50. Hmm. Okay. All right, Brandon, let's get a little nostalgic on the program. Uh, the Carmelo Anthony uh, tribute was not the only one we saw this week. Uh, the one, the only, the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, also was honored this week. Number 8 and number 24 were both retired by the Lakers. First off, let's kind of break this down into pieces. Uh, what you think of the ceremony uh, the Lakers had? Um, I think it was touching. Uh, I think that Kobe Bryant um, is a guy who was the closest thing to Michael we've seen in the last 20 years. I think that Tim Duncan was the, the, the gap bridger between Michael's retirement in 98 to, you know, now. But Kobe, you know, as far as perimeter or rather as swingmans go, Kobe Bryant is, 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 is top notch. Um, it was great to see him have both his numbers retired. Not even Michael got 45, 12, and 23 retired. You know, he did wear number 12 in one game against the Orlando Magic when somebody swiped his jersey. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that um, Kobe Bryant um, personifies a guy that that won one with Shaq, helped Shaq win one, and then said, "Hey, you thought I could only win one with Shaq or a couple with Shaq? I can do it again." And he and he won some rings uh, by himself. He has five championship rings, and um, it's great to see him overcome some of those odds. Obviously, the Colorado uh, rape case, you know, hampered him a little bit, but. You know, I think that the that more than anything, um, Kobe Bryant did it the right way. He's another guy who studied the game. 
a guy who, you know, in high school, at Lower Marion High School, could have went to college, but, you know, saw the, the, the potential that he had and, and went after it. And, you know, that 96 draft class was special. And glad to see he and guys like Allen Iverson get their just do it as, as, as the stars that, that carried the, the, the baton after Michael left. Well, Brandon, uh, he had a magical 20 years in the NBA. I got to see him play only once in person. Do you have any memory of Kobe Bryant, a favorite memory, a favorite shot, a favorite moment uh, that you can uh, kind of reminisce about? Well, in high school, I actually know his dad, Joe Jellybean Bryant, quite well. I uh, went on a basketball trip with him in in, in, um, in Dallas uh, a couple years ago. And the one thing that um, I enjoy most about Kobe is watching his father. And when I see Kobe's father play on the court, I get it. His father's footwork is crazy, and so was Kobe's. And the thing about it is, I like the fact that as Kobe retired um, in his last season, I actually profiled him during my time at CBS um, and and took it all the way back to Lower Marion High School. Uh, I interviewed people that went to Lower Marion High School, interviewed former players, uh, former teammates, or former opponents. And I remember that that story that I wrote and, and tied in quotes um, that he, he he shared with me and really just kind of paying tribute to him. Um, that's probably my, my greatest memory, the fact that I got to basically profile Kobe as well as Tim Duncan in their last year um, playing uh, in the NBA. And probably biggest moment I, as a fan of, of basketball was probably the 81-point game. And the cool part about it is I also got to interview uh, Morris Peterson, um, who was a victim of a lot of Kobe's 81 points. Jalen Rose, also the other victim. But he had never, ever um, talked about publicly what it was like to get basically <laughs> annihilated by Kobe. Morris Peterson, a buddy of mine, actually uh, went into death about it. So those are probably some of my biggest memories of, about Kobe Bryant and the slam dunk contest in 97 that he won. I would tell you that back in the day, I used to cover the NBA's San Diego Clippers in San Diego, uh-huh. and Joe Bryant was on the team I covered. And Joe and Pam, his bride, mm-hmm. would she'd come to the games and she'd bring who to the practice? Little Kobe, Kobe. Bryant. So wow. I remember Little Kobe when Little Kobe was Little Kobe, and Joe was, uh, you know, Joe. You know, he had a, an interesting personality, probably still does have it. He does. Uh, and, uh, you know, he believed back then that he was every bit the equal of Irvin Johnson. And that mm-hmm. the only difference was that they allowed Irvin Johnson to be magic and they didn't allow Joe to be Jellybean. And, uh, huh. you know, he was quite a character. I got a kick out of him then. But I do remember Pam, who was a, um, uh, a sight in her, in her own way, the way she would oh, dress yes. and the way she carries herself. And then there was this little kid. You know, kind of bumping around here and there, and oh yeah, that's my kid Kobe. <laughs> so I, I, I have memories uh, uh, that go back quite a ways with Kobe Bryant and and his father and his mother. You know, it's interesting you say that because um, I've spoken to guys that used to play for the Charlotte Hornets back in the '90s, like J.R. Reed, who would talk about Steph Curry and how he would just be bouncing around the locker room and how he'd go on team flights and they'd get him to sing songs and just be silly. I think it's something to be said that life in itself is a case study, but basketball. Um, and just who you're around and, and, the, and the lifetime in which you spend it can kind of predicate what you want to do, your vocation, and how you go about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, think, it, think it, of the Prince Fielders of the world who grew up, you know, in a baseball locker room and all that kind of deal. Uh, surely. So it happens all the time. You get baseball and basketball. I don't know how often it happens in football, frankly. But in baseball and basketball, you do have kids who end up being Prince Fielder or Steph Curry or Kobe Bryant. You can look at the Mannings. Peyton, the Mannings, right. And, right. Son, and, son. and Eli. 
Yep, there are exceptions, but it just seems, seems operative word, that's more prevalent in basketball and baseball than it is in football and perhaps hockey. Surely. All right, Brandon, I want to thank you so much as you join us uh, biweekly here on the program. You always have fantastic insight, and you've talked to people, and you talk to your people, and, you're, and you talk to us, and it's fantastic. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the program, man. Gentlemen, thank you for the opportunity. Talk to you in two weeks. Happy, right. Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays, happy my man. Happy New Year, you do. All right, uh, Scoop B. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Scoop at Scoop B. B. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 